Hello everyone, this is Art Gelwix, and I'd like to welcome you to this episode of Being Productive. Since we're all about being efficient and effective at work and at home, let's get started. While working on a project recently, I was drawn into a conversation about analytics and metrics. And the conversation unfortunately started like so many of them do. Conversation started with, well, let's take a look at what we can measure and then we'll figure out how we work with that. And that's where I stopped the conversation and said, hold on, let's back up a second. If you were going on a trip to somewhere across the country, you don't take out the roadmap, pull up your GPS, and then leave. You put your end destination in, you find it on the map, you program it into the device. And then you work out a route to get to that end destination. Well, metrics is the same way. You don't just start taking the information you have and figure out where it's going to get you. You figure out where you want to get to and then work the information that you're able to get to be able to get to as close to that destination as possible. Now, notice I said as close. Because when it comes to metrics, it's not often that you can get the exact measures you want to get you get within an approximation. But you're able to at least glean the information you need and glean the learnings you need to make good, smart, educated business decisions. Determining your success criteria is one of the most important things you can do before you start to plan something out. If you don't know what your success criteria is at the beginning, there's no way you're going to know when you actually got there at the end or if you missed the target completely. So start with that. Determine if we sit down at a meeting after this project or activity is finished, how would we know that this has been successful? Now that success criteria has to be narrow, measurable, clear, concise, and it has to meet the business goals and objectives. If you're able to define a success criteria like that, then all the work you're going to put into in trying to move towards that goal becomes much easier because you always have something to go back to evaluate against. If your success criteria is to improve engagement within a particular team, well, how are you going to know that that happened? Is that something that's directly measurable or is that something that's more of a sentiment analysis? In either case, you still are able to, each time you make a decision, go back and say, will this help me meet the success criteria? Determining a common success criteria for a project is probably one of the hardest things you're going to have to do. Because one, it requires consensus and agreement. But second, it forces you to look at your project from the completion rather than the very early stages, which is the point you're at right now we're always focused on what's the next logical step and that's one of the things that productivity techniques always cater to is think about the next action think about the next step think about whatever's coming next and that's great but if you don't know what the end point is that you're getting to you're not going to be able to know if the next action is the right action so coming to common consensus on what the success criteria for a project is is the most important first step
One of the problems we have with measurement and analytics is that there's honestly too many tools. If you think about it in the physical world, if we were to measure the length of, say, a coffee table, there's really two ways to do it. You can measure it in English or Imperial using inches and feet, or you can measure it in metric using centimeters and meters. But when it comes to business-oriented analytics, there are more forms of analytics and measurements and graphs and charts and displays than you can shake the proverbial yardstick at. So what do you do? How do you go through and you identify which ones are going to be valuable and which ones aren't? That all comes back to that process of determining your success criteria. If you look at the measures and you are able to say that from this action, this sequence of events occurs to get me to my success criteria, then those become valuable metrics. But just because something's measured doesn't necessarily mean that it's creating movement towards your success criteria. Uh, There's an old saying in the business community, I'm sure you may have heard it at one time or not, it's that if it can be measured, it will be managed. And that's fine, but it does, again, not necessarily get you closer to success. So when you look at all of the different values that can come out of some of these analytics tools, I've been a big user of Google Analytics for years. Uh, A lot of the analytics that are now available in Office 365 These are all types of things that are directly available and that you can look at and you can say, oh, they can collect this piece and they can tell me that and they can tell me that, which can lead you down the primrose path of saying that I've got so many things that I want to be able to measure, but now I don't know that it's necessarily getting me any closer to the end result. So how does all this fit into personal productivity and just getting better at what you're doing every day? Well, let's take an example from something that I do all the time. I use an application called Todoist. And Todoist is one of those applications that's extremely good at its job. And in this case, it happens to be keeping track of the tasks that you need to do, whether they be personal tasks or related to projects. Now, one of the things that this tool provides is what's called a karma score. The karma score is based on a composite of the tasks that you've completed on a daily, weekly basis, and over time, building up that you are having the consistency of getting things done moving forward. That's aggregated together into this karma score, and that karma score is reflected back to you. It's a way of gamifying this entire process of getting tasks done. And when we think about this in the context of analytics, you go, oh, hey, this could be really good. I could learn a lot about how I'm executing my tasks. Yeah, not so much. The reason why is because it is an aggregated value. There's no direct alignment to that scoring mechanism and what your success, in in this case, what my success criteria are for the tasks that are within the system. To draw that connection... I have to go deeper below the karma score and look at the individual projects and say, am I getting things done on each one of these? Am I working on the right things, not just on things? And that's what often analytics show you. They show you that things are happening, but they don't show you the value of those things that are happening. So one of the things that I recommend people do 
if you are working on improving your personal productivity, you apply either a priority or a weighting score to the various tasks that are in your system. And then if you want to look at it from an analytics standpoint, look at the tasks that you've completed and their weighting. That will help you understand, am I working on the right things or am I just working on things? Thanks for listening today. If you found this interesting and useful and you'd like to hear more, make sure you subscribe to Being Productive on the podcast app of your choice so you never miss an episode. We'd also love it if you'd become a supporter of the show by using the link in the show notes. Also, please like and share this and other episodes so we can help as many people as possible in being productive. Thanks again, and we'll catch you next time.